Well, we are uh, really excited tonight to um, have, a, have a speaker uh, come from far to be with us, from far depths of Millwoods. Um, uh, she's no stranger to resurgence. Karis has actually uh, was been, when, we, when this idea of resurgence was birthed, uh, she was one of the first people, there was a group of about 12 or 13 that we met and said, got this idea. And I remember meeting and saying, Karis, I think you need to be part of this. And, and uh, it began a friendship, but it also began, um, we become family just as a lead team. And so, um, you know, when you get to see someone in and out uh, serving, uh, Karis is somebody that serves, and if you know her, she serves uh, the amount of time that she's put in over the last eight years serving resurgence, uh, month in, month out, times that no one sees, preparing music, preparing her heart, getting her team ready. Um, I think when I fully start to comprehend how much time she put in, I was blown away because uh, what we see here is not the work that's put in. Um, there's so much preparation, and uh, I've just seen her um, in, in some amazing times, seeing God move. We've been in services so many places, traveled with her, but also to see her uh, go through stuff in life and how she handles that and the character and the grace and the honor that she carries in her life. Uh, she wrote a song, It Is An Honor To Honor You, but Karis, tonight we're honored to have you, and it's an honor to honor you tonight, and so give it up for Karis. What? Can you do that a little bit louder for me? Just kidding. No, stop. Stop. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. You guys, um, that was very nice, Travis. That was very, that was very nice. I am really, really, really excited and a little bit nervous to be here. I'm used to like the before stuff, so to be standing here in front of you um, is it's new, and that's really exciting um, for numerous reasons. And uh, and I just want to say I'm I'm just thankful. I'm thankful. I'm like looking out at everybody, and I'm like, holy smokes, there's such quality people in this room and um, as much as I don't take it for granted being able to stand here and um, share my thoughts and my um, his thoughts with you because I know that each and every one of you guys have very specific and special relationships with the Lord and I could probably sit down and talk with every one of you and leave with pockets full of, of wisdom and insight and inspiration so um, I just want to I want to say thank you so before before we get going, I, I want to give a little history. I, I'm going to do some um, history and foundation before I go into the word. And the reason why I want to do that is just to be a little bit more specific so that when we get there that you, I don't know, that you can stand on something solid. Okay? Yeah? Okay. But first of all, um, Holy Spirit, uh, we just take a moment to welcome you. I thank you that you have been waiting for each and every person here. You know exactly um, where they've come from, what their week has been like. You know exactly um, the good and the bad and the ugly and everything is else in between. And so, Father, I just I thank you that I thank you that um, you're ready to just deposit things in your loving kindness. I thank you that it is time. I thank you for the word that you've given and that you've trusted 
you've trusted me to share a portion of your heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so Resurgence is a pretty cool community. I don't know if um, you guys know it, and if you do, you do now, because I've told you, and if you've experienced it. Um, I think one of the things that I love so much about Resurgence is that we are a, um, a people that see the gold in each other, that see the gold that has been planted within each and every one of us, and we, we are relentless in pursuing the, the fullness of what God has for us. I want that for you, and I, and I know that you want that for me because, guys, my phone was exploding. My phone, this past week, my phone has been exploding. Like, I'm like, Jesus, I need to be focused on you, God. I want to, like, tuck myself in. I've got to get ready for this word. And my, my phone literally, it wasn't a Samson. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> um, but it was just... I just want to say thank you, because as much as I feel like this word is something that the Lord has given me, it's also been something that he's given you, okay? So as much as I'm here to, to say some thoughts, I feel like you guys should be on this stage with me just as, just as much, because, um, yeah, it's good. It's good. First of all, this place is crazy, and I know that this is of the Lord because I normally would never say, hey, Travis, this is a non-negotiable, but I want to speak. Truth, right? Everybody, everybody that knows me, I'm like, no, I'll just sing you a song instead. Um, that's easy. This is risk. This is uncomfortable, um, but he calls us to go from glory to glory, and he wants us to grow, right? So as much as I'm doing this, you guys get to do this, right? And um, so when the Lord kind of woke, woke me up and said, hey, I have this dream, um, I want you to speak, I kind of just rolled over and said, you're crazy. <laughs> and, um, but then it, it stuck. And over the past couple of um, months, I've just had the privilege of being able to um, talk with a lot of people in, in my work scenario um, at the salon, but also just in ministry, and just this underlining theme kept surfacing. And so that's what I'm going to be talking to you about tonight. It's time. Okay? It's time. Now, city, or pardon me, Calvary community, this is actually crazy. I didn't, when I said I was going to be speaking here, I didn't know that I was going to be actually at Calvary. I grew up coming to Millwood's Christian School, Shout out from grade 7 to grade 12. And this stage, like this is where I learned how to lead worship. Ooh, right? Yeah, like that piano was over here. This stage is way cooler. This sounds way better. Um, but I, I fumbled through transitions. I like sang the wrong notes, the wrong keys. I learned a lot over on this, like over here in this stage. Um, there was like a prayer, prayer service that we would do, and I got to be a part of that. Downstairs, home ec, I burnt oatmeal. <laughs> Seven grain is a sign. <laughs> Don't eat oatmeal. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's really healthy for you. And luckily, my cooking skills have improved since. Um, but this is like, it's kind of cool that 17 years later, don't do the math, 17 years later, I'm back here having this, this kind of like almost like a relapse, like altar moment where I'm like, whoa, Lord, how can this be? And 
and this is why I'm sharing this story for you. Now, a cup, when I was in grade 12, I was really, um, I hated, I hated school in the aspect of um, anything science, science related. I know you're probably shocked because I don't look like a creative, but I totally am. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so anything in that context, I just, I felt really insecure. I felt really, um, I didn't know the right answers. Going up to the board to write <laughs> like math questions, like Jesus, come. You know, like there was just, there's elements where I was like, this was not comfortable for me. And, um, and I remember being in the back in this, in this corner over here and having a little bit of a meltdown because I was really doing bad in biology. And I remember this one teacher of, um, my favorite teacher, his name is Mr. Nickel. I'm pretty sure he's still here. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, bless him. He was seriously the best. I wish you all could have him as a teacher. Um, but we were, I was just freaking out. I'm like, oh, this is like, this is going to take my, my grades down. Like, I want to do well in school. And, and I remember, remember him in his cool way just being like, Karis, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, man, I just want to, I want to love Jesus. And I want to worship him. And I want others to know him like I do. And he's like, okay, do you really need biology for that? Just perspective, right? Because I'm like, And I was like, no, I don't think I do. And he's like, okay, don't worry about it. This is just the beginning of something really special for you. The world is your oyster. Don't worry. And, and so it's so special that I get to share this with you guys being able to stand in front of you and, and just kind of remember that God is actually really faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his dreams. 17 years later, something that was birthed within me, this desire that I verbally put out there saying, this is what makes me come alive and how I have the privilege to come back and be like, whoa, Lord, thank you. Thank you. So I just, I just want to say sometimes he will, he will bring us and lead us into promises and, remi and reminders like some, without us even realizing it. So I felt like I just walked into this like super cool gift that he gave me tonight. Second one um, was Ireland. I just want to quickly talk about Ireland, which was almost a year ago. Isn't that crazy? Speaking of time and how fast it goes, that's... I was in, um, I went to Ireland in March last year. Um, and so the thing that I want to share about with, with Ireland is this. I, um, for a long time, would always talk to the Lord and be like, God, I want to walk in the fullness of what you have for me. That was my prayer. I want to walk in the fullness that you have for me, Jesus. And he calls me babe, so... Please don't be offended. That's just how we talk. Um, but he's like, babe, until you see yourself full, we're going to have this conversation for a really long time. And, and he's like, and that's okay, but um, I want you to see what I see. And it was like that loving kindness leads you to repentance thing where you're like, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Like, Lord, I want to I wanna see that. And so when it came to Ireland, Ireland was a promise for me that the Lord gave me, oh, probably, like, maybe eight or nine years ago. And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know who or how or what. Um, but I just knew that it was there. And sometimes God wants us to actually actively pursue the things that he has promised us. 
Like we can, I can walk into this scenario and be like, whoa, that's such a cool coincidence, Jesus, that I'm here 17 years later. But there's also things that have been spoken in your lives that he actually wants you to actively pursue, even though you have not seen it. Okay? So this is why I'm telling you this story. Now, when I decided that I was going to go, it was just like I ironically got the green light. Ireland. Green. <laughs> Cool, okay. Um, and I was just like, I'm booking a flight, we're doing this. Um, and, and instantly I was so excited. I was so excited about this. I was like, God, can you, can you tell me why I'm so excited about this? And he's like, of course. He's like, first of all, you're really excited about this, Karis, because you're about to receive a promise that um, will be fulfilled, that has been spoken to you. You're gonna reap the fruit of something that's been deposited from years before. So you're kind of excited about that. I was like, yeah. Yes, I am. Can you give me words to, um, or a picture to kind of just define this excitement? Because I don't know how, I don't have the right verbiage to explain it when I'm talking to people besides me just knowing that my heart is coming alive. And I can say that, but I, I'm like, can, I, I need a picture. Can you unpack this? And so instantly, um, I saw this, this picture of a bank safe. Now, we all have ways of, communicating in a language with the Lord. That's the cool thing about how he operates. It's out of relationship, not religion. Okay, I'm relieved. I'm relieved that, that he knows me so well that he knows exactly what's gonna capture my heart, capture my attention, and be like, whoa, you're right there, and I see you. And so he, so we, we work on, I, I tend to um, associations, visuals, like songs on the radio, <laughs> like it doesn't matter, like there's something that we cultivate this, this closeness and language with, with the Lord. And so he shows me this, this bank safe and I can see it, it's like, it's in the basement, it's, it's huge, there is, um, it's kind of like rusty and there's, you know, like one of those um, like dials for like a locker com. It's right in the middle. And so as I am saying yes to all these things that the Lord is asking me, I see this dial moving. Now, I can't see into the safe, but I, he's showing me into the door. And so all of a sudden, as I'm saying yes to stuff, I'm kind of seeing how the gears work. or Like, right? Um, and so it's good to ask the Lord questions. Side note, you can write that in your notes, ask why. Because um, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, duh, Lord. Like, I totally know that that's what happens when you spin the dial. Like, click, 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 bing. Like, I know. But he's like, no, 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 Karis. I, I actually, I want you to know that, that your yes is locking things into place. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, that you're actually, you're not throwing these, these yeses into the dark. It's not like, oh, I hope this is working. He's like, you're actually locking things into place. Um, you need to understand that so that it's just like this element of hope. And just, he's good, right? You're on track. Keep going. And so then in this picture, as soon as I had landed um, in Ireland and my feet touched the ground, it opened. And it was loaded. This... <laughs> Like all the Oceans 11, 12, 13, 34, like however many Oceans movies, like every possible bank heist um, movie, like 
all of that wealth was in this <laughs> tiny-ish safe. And I was like, holy smokes. And, and he's just kind of like, right. And I, like, I walk in, and I can see like so clearly like on this side, there was all of these security boxes with keys in every single one of them with like ribbons ready to go. There's like gold bars everywhere just dripping. Like you could barely step into this safe. And he's like, Karis, this is all yours. I was like, what? He's like, it always has been. He's like, what are you going to do with it? And then that was, that was it. And so when I decided to go to Ireland, um, I was very pleased, let me tell you, that when we landed in Belfast, we had to actually like get off the airplane and like walk on, like walk on the tar tarmac. So I was like trying to not be a nerd, but I was grabbing my phone and trying to like take a picture. <laughs> Cause like my foot, I'm like, I, my foot is touching this tarmac, this hypothetical vision that God has given me of this, this safe is mine. Checks are in the mail. Jesus, I'm gonna take them. And that whole trip, I had no, I had an idea of what that meant. I had an idea. I was like, cool, in this, this um, safe represents, in my head, I was like, this represents a CD. Maybe a couple CDs, because let's be real, it's time. <laughs> maybe, it's, um, maybe, it's a maybe it's a relationship. It's my, it's my little kids that are yet to be here yet. It's um, opportunities. I had all this list of all these things that I could do with this money this wealth that was in this safe. So I was ready, I was like, yes, Jesus. The moment my foot touches this ground is mine and I'm gonna say I'm gonna do it. And the whole trip was full of him um, showing me how full I was, reminding me of stuff. I don't have time to talk about it now, but if you want to, we can, we can do that a different time. But um, coming back, it wasn't until I realized, I was like, I was talking with a friend about my trip, and, and he's like, Karis, you're the safe. You're, you are wealth. And when I asked you, what are you going to do with it, I'm asking you, how are you going to spend yourself? I don't care about a CD. Yeah, that's in you. I don't, but how are you going to spend yourself? There's gold and wealth within every heart that's in this room. And so when I say this story, it's to just start stirring up your faith. What is in you to give? Blood. Shout out. Um, but besides that, <laughs> that's for Joel. <laughs> um, there's gold. There is wealth within each and every one of you. And how are you going to spend it? So can you just do me a favor? Can you just put your hands out for a second? We're gonna get, we're gonna, we're gonna do this right. Holy Spirit, I thank you that it's time. I thank you that you have placed gold within each and every person that is here. And so we've been singing about to you our hearts are open, nothing is hidden. Blow on the caverns of my heart, God. We love you, we want more. We're singing all of these things, but Father, right now, I just pray that, that we would just have a heart posture of yes to you. We want what you want.
I just pray that this place would be a safe place. I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you speak to each and every person, and you're connecting with them right now. And I pray that there would be an expectation and an anticipation that you would start birthing things and reminding us of the promises and the dreams and the fulfillment that has yet to come. We just want to say yes, Lord. We want to say yes to your promises, yes to your timing, yes to your authority and your kingship in our lives. We trust you. We trust you. Whatever you're going to do tonight, God, we trust you. Amen? Yeah. Mm. Um, so October 30th, at 5.02, I woke up, and all I heard was, it's time. <laughs> well, I wish it was, like, a little bit more dramatic like that, but I just felt it in my spirit that it said, that it, God said, it's time. That would have been cool. Um, but it, it was enough to wake me up that I grabbed my phone and I wrote it in my memos and quoted God. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was funny, and then I tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't because I was like, what does that mean? Like, could you unpack that a little bit more? That's so vague. Like, throw me a bone. Um, and ever, <laughs> ever since October, the subject of timing has been, like, in my face, and actually in a lot of your guys' face, in different conversations, questioning. So when I, I knew that I needed to... to talk tonight, I knew that it had to be about timing. Um, so I thought a good place to start was Wikipedia, because it's a good place to go. Um, so timing, the definition, it says the dimension which events can be ordered from the past through the present into the future, and also the measure of durations of events and intervals between them. And in the Greek, there's actually two words for timing. First is chronos, which is quantitative. So it's like clock, tick-tock, tick-tock, year, month, seconds, minutes, just something that we can measure. And then we've got kairos, which is, I like them because it's all about qualitative, like the moments, right? Like this is a holy moment. This is set apart. This is the perfect moment that there's this, that God has breathed on something, that time stood still. Ooh, there's so much to that. I love that. Okay, so there's two different kinds. And I, and I love how last, um, last resurgence, we were talking about just reflection. The new year often welcomes um, that reflection bit, being like, new year, new season, new hopes, new dreams. There's also this element of, of wow, like looking back and being like, that was really disappointing. And I would have thought that I would have got there faster. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> my New Year's, um, my New Year's Eve was like the worst thing I've ever had in my whole entire life. It was it was pretty rough. And um, and this is this is why. So normally for me, being able to like crossing things off a list doesn't motivate me. I want to know why, um, like why am I doing something or I'm aiming, like usually I go for words. So last, last year was love, risk, and sanctuary, my three amigos. They work really well together. Um, and walking into the new year, I was just really anxious. I was really nervous about stuff. Like there was this, 
this tension that was in me that um, that's not normally how I function. I'm not all sugar plums and fairies, sorry to burst your bubble. Um, but for the most part, I don't, I don't camp out in those places, but it was, it was rough. And so when, when the clocks was like 2000, or 2000, oh my gosh, speaking of time, um, when, it, when it was like 12, it was super anticlimactic. Like I didn't, we didn't even know, like we're like, oh shoot, it's, we missed the count, happy new year. Send a text, bing, like the emojis, the, the confetti, and I was like, hey, good night, guys. Like it was, it was pretty, it was pretty lame. Um, but from 12 till five in the morning, I wrestled with the Lord. Like I fought with him, kindly. He totally kicked. <laughs> he he won, he won. Um, but I wrestled with him. I was like, God, what the heck? Like I, like I'm, don't get me wrong, please let me just, I love my life, okay? I love it. The things that I've experienced, the things that I've grown in, the things, the places that I've gone, the people that I've met, the people that I've encountered and partnered with and ministered with, I am super rich. My life is full, okay? Um, but that five-hour increment of my, of, of travailing <laughs> for the Lord, it was intense. I was kind of upset. I was disappointed. I'm like, God, come on. Like, I've, I've done all of these things for you. I've given you of my time. I've given you of my, my love, my energy. I have all of these words that have been given to me. I have all of these prophetic things that have been spoken over me. And where are they? Where are they? Now, he's not intimidated, P.S., by your questions. He actually wants you to ask, seek, and knock. I think often we have not because we ask not. That's not mind-blowing, but I feel like you guys need to know that. God, I'm 34 years old. Like, when I was in Bible college, I was like, ring by spring or your money back. <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm crying inside. I had, like, I know that I'm, I'm going to have, like, little, little kids carrying their airplane carry-ons as we're going to different ministry stuff. My kids are going to be friends with Tara's kids. Like, we, we've got things to do. We've got places to go. I want to be covered. Where are the, like, and then, and then you throw in my friends. And this has nothing to do even with just relationships. This is one part that's tender to the heart of my own, but there's other things that go on in this place and in your hearts that the Lord is very <laughs> aware of. And he wants you to question them. He wants you to dialogue with them. And it's actually, um, it's okay. He's pretty confident. He's a confident man. I'm grateful. And so, timeline. So we've got this element of, um, hey, I jumped. I jumped my notes like three times. Look at this. I worked with Jody on PowerPoint. Oh, when you think about time, 
Ecclesiastes 3. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun, and he's made it beautiful in its time. And later on, it talks about how he has actually placed eternity in our hearts. And I love that because he's saying, yes, there's a time to laugh, there's a time to cry, there's a time to live and die, there's a time to be quiet, and there's a time to be super loud. There's, there's, there's a reason and season for everything under the sun, but I love how he just brings it back to perspective saying, but actually I've placed eternity in your heart. This is just a blip. This is just a, a glimpse of something because in reality, I want you with me. I want reconciliation. I want to walk and talk with you. I want you to be in my presence. And he's placed that within every single one of us. And so if we believe, like as Christians, that God is true to his word, that nothing from heaven becomes void, classic Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. If this is truth, our promise, this gift that the Lord has given us, it's super valuable. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. We sing about all of this stuff all the time. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. You're perfect in all of your ways. I had to get a little bit of song in because then I feel bad at home. Perfect in all of your ways, Lord. That includes timelines. That includes timelines. That includes your dreams. He is perfect in all of his ways, because his plans are to prosper you, to propel you forward, to call you from glory to glory, to glory to glory. There's no going back with the Lord, just forward. That's comforting. <laughs> but at the same breath, he also promises us that it's not going to always be easy. that seasons are going to change, that plans are going to fail, that storms going to rage. We referenced last month Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. I love that verse. Trust in him with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in every way acknowledge him. Every way, and he'll make your path straight. So how do, we, how, do we, how do we navigate success and life and time in this perspective? We have like society that says, okay, by this point and this point in life, you need to achieve this. Well, you've worked with this company for so long, so you should have at least four weeks holidays. And by the time you're 60, you should be like on a beach, retired, Living it up. Maybe Freedom 55. Come on. We're all free. <laughs> you guys are so quiet. <laughs> um, you, have, you have this, like, all of these things. Okay, I'm going to have, like, you start having kids, minivan. <laughs> you know? There's good and, and bad. <laughs> Minivans are cool. I recently sat in one, and, and there was sunroofs. <laughs> guys. <laughs> He loves me. There's a sunroof. That's not even my van. It was Tara's. 
because she's got three. Um, yes. So you've got, you've got kingdom, um, society, but then you've got kingdom. Everything's upside down. I love this. Did you guys know that that was like a point? Upside down kingdom? All the way. Everything's backwards. The first should be last. The last should be first. Hey, Noah, you know what you should do? You should totally build a boat and wait for it to rain. Everyone's going to make fun of you, but don't even worry about it. <laughs> if you want to really live, you have to die first. Psalm 90, 12, it says, teach us to number our days so that we may truly live to achieve wisdom. Guys, I want you to truly live. I want you to know what makes you come alive to the point that you are just changing atmospheres. That is, that is yours to take. I see you guys doing it already. I see you guys, like, dipping your toe in, being like, oh, maybe. <sighs> I see some of you guys hiding. I see myself doing all three. Come on. I'm not pointing the finger here. But we're called to ask him, to invite him in, to lean not on our own understandings and acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. As a Christian, we have a different standard of success and timelines. It's a higher bar. I'd probably say it's like a heavenly perspective. I want to just climb up a ladder and just peer down and be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I'm actually really grateful because we have the privilege to, to profess Christ that, that we can trust that his ways are higher than ours. Thank you, Lord. That his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Again, thank you so much, Jesus. The beautiful thing about of the Lord is that he calls us into relationship and to actually, like, talk and walk with him. I remember there was, like, this chunk of my life where poop hit the fan. And, um, and I remember, like, travail. Okay, I'm using the word travail a lot. This seems really intense, but I... I remember, like, to the point that I couldn't catch my breath. And that verse came up, and I was like, how the heck am I supposed Okay, I trust you. I, don't under I actually don't understand at all. I don't, I don't get this at all, Lord. And I, I have to, like, dig really deep. I've been robotically proclaiming this and reciting these things. But do I, do I believe it? Do I actually, when, when rubber meets the road, am I, am I going to believe this? Are you willing to go there with him? Whoa. <laughs> that was me being like, TikTok, TikTok. Hmm. You are living, are you living and breathing and trusting in the Lord to hold up his end of the promise? Or are you just picking and choosing the things that are like really easy to trust in? Like, God, I know the sun's coming up tomorrow, so thank you. 
But what about the real, the real stuff? What about that promotion that never flipping seems to come? What about that, that relationship that um, always seems broken? Do you trust him? I love this because Jesus is a really um, wonderful communicator. And God is a really good listener. And Holy Spirit, he is a patient counselor. And when we welcome them into our everyday, when we welcome into our hopes and our dreams, when we welcome him into our fears and our insecurities, when we welcome him into our timelines, it says in Proverbs that he will establish our plans. And establish means like he's going to set up systems on a firm and permanent basis. It's not going to be like willy-nilly like the, like the wind or something. It's just like corner stone. It's solid. He will do that for you. God will make a way. Graham Cook um, said this once. said, love the promises of God and the process that enables you to see them fulfilled. I'll say it again. Love the promises of God and the process that enables you to see them fulfilled. It's the journey, it's not the destination. I was talking with my pastor, um, Kevin Fricker, this week. Yes. And, um, and he was just, we were just talking about some stuff, and he, had, he was like, you know, dreams, they're kind of like a Polaroid. It takes time to develop. It's like, dude, that is going on a PowerPoint. I've never made one, but it is happening. <laughs> and then all I wanted to do was like shake it like a Polaroid picture, but brought it back. Dreams need time to develop. And the next day he like sent me this thing. He's like, hey, did you know, like I was just thinking about this a little bit more, and he's like, Kodak invented film in 1884 but refused to go digital until 1975. And as a result, they ended up filing bankruptcy in 2012. And, um, and he just said, if we don't risk trying the new things, we end up risking being the old thing. All oh, right. Gosh, I'm so glad he's my pastor. <laughs> the old is gone and the new has come. Winter is past and it's a season of singing. The old can be safe, the old can be familiar, it can protect you, but there's something about stepping out. There's something about embracing the unknown. A couple years ago, um, for a Resurgence Extended, we had Nate Edwardson come, and he's a really good friend of the Resurgence community. And, um, and one of the service, um, services that he he came and he talked to us about, was about um, time. I promise I didn't take any of it from him. This was all me. Um, but, but this is the one thing that just like, it really marked me and I was like, whoa, that is so good. He says, often we focus on who we are 
which is our identity, okay? And we also focus on why we are, which is purpose. Like, why do we do what we do? But we often neglect when we are. And um, that just really caught my, that caught my attention because it would be foolish for me to be really annoyed with a six-year-old that can't pay their bills. Do they even have bills? I don't know. Kids are growing up so fast these days. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, they know more about the iPhone than I do. <laughs> I don't, I don't, what? iCloud, what? Um, why, would I, why would I be mad <laughs> or frustrated with a six-year-old that can't drive versus a 26-year-old that has had 20 years on them, that has the ability to like learn, have just like life underneath their belt, maybe some logic, motor skills, <laughs> I don't know, just for example, there's new, fill in whatever example you want, but why does that make sense? But then we throw our, our situation and we, we jump into this place and be like, dang it, why am I not there yet? <laughs> Stupid, 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 what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Shame, 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 shame. Where does that come from? Shame does not belong on you. He's perfect in all of his ways, and you are right on time. Okay, you are right on time. And God has GPS. <laughs> He probably invented it. If you go the wrong way, he's going to make it right. There's no pressure here. There's no, there's no pressure. And I'm grateful for that. But the thing is, we, we like to understand like the hows and the whys. We want to understand the things that happen in our lives. We want to know, okay, well, what time? Like, where should we go? Like, okay, how do we get there? But what happens once we get there? Like, are you going to be there already? Like, are you there? This creates this, like, weird um, control. This sense of security, like, false sense of security. Because you're asking the right questions. You're keeping things in this box that all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 no. I know. I know the answer. So it's going to be okay. We like that because because time is very valuable, right? Like I used, I remember making fun of. It was a jerk move, but I realize now in wisdom and life past. But I, I would make fun of people that'd be like, "Oh, you just wait. Time's gonna just go like blink in a eye, and then you're you're gonna be old. And where does the time go?" And I'm like, "You're just saying that because you're old, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're old." But time is valuable. I think often the thing that you regret most is not what you have done, it's what you haven't. In a blink of, a, of an eye, time is gone. It's irreplaceable. We can't get it back. It's really of the most value, but, but God's timing, the mystery of how he operates, a day is like a thousand days It's so different from our approach. Rude. It's so different about, than our point of, of view. It's, it's hard not to panic. <laughs> oh, what do you mean you want me to walk on water? 
into this dark room. What do you mean? What do you mean it's just around the corner? What, do you, what does that even mean? What does this mean this is going to be a year of breakthrough? Do I trust you? In Lamentations 3, it says, The Lord is good to those who put their hope in him. To the one who sees him and seeks him, it's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. To be still and to know that you are God. That we would wait on the Lord, that he would renew our strength, that we would rise upon eagles. We would run and not be faint. We have our plans and we have our ideas and we have our timelines, we have our goals and our dreams. And don't get me wrong, that's really important because he has placed that in you. Okay? I'm not saying that that's bad. But it's really easy to complain. It's really easy to point the finger. It's really easy to be negative Nancy. Um, I don't even, oh, is there a Nancy in the room? No? Oh my gosh, I didn't think that through. Um, it's really easy to complain if we don't get our own way. But I, I feel like I, I, I want to say it again. The Lord can handle your questions. He can handle your inquiries. He is not insecure. He actually wants your honesty. He wants to work it out with you. But that's, that involves risk. That involves vulnerability. Vulnerability is risk of exposure. The, the ironic part is that's what he created us for. To be, to be in this place of, Lord, you see me and you know me and nothing is hidden. You created me. I can't hide from you. The highest of heights, you're there with me. And the lowest, in the darkest places, you there. You there. It's dry. Vulnerability is the risk of exposure. But we're created for that. that is, that's what the Lord wanted, to walk and talk with him in the garden, to get back to that place of intimacy, to be able to be naked and unashamed, to express your heart and your deepest dreams and desires alongside with the Father. Doesn't that sound so good? That's already yours. That's already yours. And so today we're going to go from the grave to brave. Do you like that? Woo! Grave to brave. That will preach. In the Bible, there's tons of different people that are waiting for timings, that they're waiting on promise and promises and blessings, okay? We could, like, I could list, we could just read the whole Bible. But we won't, for time's sake. P.S. I can see how it's so easy to just talk. Oh, accountability. <sighs> okay. Um, 
Jacob, he wrestled with, a, with the stranger. He wrestled. I'm not going to let you go until you give me a blessing. And he physically left that encounter with a limp and a name change. He was wrestling for, for a blessing, for a promise. Okay, Noah. I know I referenced it before, but I'm going to do it again. Build that boat. Moses, build that boat. I'm going to make it rain. Uh, uh, um, timing, timing. Okay, so I'm building this boat, but now, but now what, Lord? Like, ooh. Um, he was fighting against, like, doubt and drought. <laughs> I'm on fire. Okay, um, you had Esther. Esther, for such a time as this, you have this orphan girl who becomes the queen. Oh, man, no pressure. And she's fighting for timing and, and, and promise. She has this, like, amazing task of, and terrifying, mind you. It's pretty much like an arranged marriage, and you're just like, hey, P.S., um, we're, not, we're not, like, tight yet, but can you save all my people? Can you just, like, put grace upon all of them? Don't kill any of them. Can you just do that for me? You're probably like your, I don't know how many wives he had, but it's like. And yet her, her willingness and trusting and pre preparing herself to approach the king, like, actually saved generations. Whoa. And then you throw in Lazarus. Oh. Resurrection. It's time. This time. So let's do it. Roll away the stone. John 11. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Remember that time? Okay. So I'm going to just, I'm going to read a little bit of this, and then we're going to go into the nitty-gritty, okay? So, so keep, keep up. So the death of Lazarus. John 11. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. And when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory that the God's son may be glorified through it. And Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Yet he heard that Lazarus was sick and he stayed where he was for two more days. Now, first of all, I just want to say um, Jesus is very much about family. Like, I love how it, it literally calls it out. Like, Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. We hear that family is revival. I don't know if that's, like, on your verbiage. But um, Jesus loves family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what he does. That's what God does. He's about family. He's about relationship. And Jesus is about um, relationship, not religion. They clearly have, you've got Mary and Martha. They've, he's like sat at their table. 
Martha's made him food. There's, there's time invested in him and in them. But Jesus is also about commitment and follow through. <laughs> Thank you. He isn't flaky. He's about follow through and commitment. And he's also about waiting on the Lord and his timing. So when he heard that they said, come, like Lazarus is sick, he waits for two more days. And then later on it kind of goes to him deciding that he's going to um, go. Let me just see here. So once he ends up, once he ends up going, he says, on this arrival, this is on 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come all over the place to mourn the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. I can just imagine <laughs> what that must have felt like. Like, they weren't privy enough to have, like, Wi-Fi and all this, like, instant access of everything. So probably to send out a call for help, that would probably take time already, but just to, to be like, okay, we've got this. Like, Mary and Martha, they've, they've seen him heal people. They've seen Jesus, like, raise somebody from the dead. All of these crazy miracles. And they're like, we've got this. Don't even worry. Jesus is on our side. Jesus! And then it's just like radio silence. I can just imagine how many times they'd be like, what the heck? Like, where is he? Like, constantly looking over their shoulder, trying to maybe, like, things are getting worse with Lazarus and um, probably having some internal dialogue, let's be real. Where is he? Like, Bethany, it says here that Bethany um, was less than two miles from Jerusalem. I asked Google Maps how far that would take <laughs> to walk, and it's like 45 minutes. <sighs> Two days that you're late that I'm calling out for you. The one whom I love, somebody that is really, really important to me and that I know is really, really, really important to you. I need you. This is life and death. What is taking so long? Forty-five. That's not like, oh my man, maybe that's like briskly walking. That's manageable. Where are you? And so finally he comes, and I love how it, it actually says that, that once he got there, Mary heard, because clearly she was like, eel, ears, eels? Whoa, ears and ears, eyes and ears peeled. Oh my gosh. Just waiting for him to like show up. So the moment that someone's like, I think that's Jesus and his crew, she's like, I'm there, I'm running after him. We've got some choice words to, to say. And so she runs up to him and says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I love how she says, but 
I know even now that you are, um, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus says, your brother will rise again. And she, she goes, she's like, yeah, 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 I know. Your resurrection. Not now, but later. How many of you guys have things that are going on where you're like, okay, God, that promise or that thing that I love really close is um, not for now, but I'll be later. You can do it. I totally believe in you, but, but that'll be for later. That's for resurrection day. That, that promise, yeah, you're good. Whenever that is. And I love how he says to her, like, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And so she, so she proceeds to have this conversation with the Lord. And I love how it just highlights how she functions. Because Martha is super like, I'm going to make things ready. I'm going to prepare this. And you, I, I could just imagine her. I would like to meet her one day. I can imagine Martha just being this, like, get stuff done, like I need her in my life, <laughs> for real, I need her, and so she, she just like, she has this relationship with Jesus that is just, it's so matter of fact, it's super literal, and so after she's talked to him, she it goes into verse 28, and after she has said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. Well, that's nice. He's actually asking for her. That shows a different personality and, and relationship that, that the Lord has with Mary. And so when Mary heard, she got up quickly and went to him. So she goes running. She reaches Jesus, and she falls to his feet. And she says the same thing. Jesus, where were you? If you would have come, my brother would still be alive right now. And the thing that caught my attention, guys, like, in the two of these women and their relationship with Jesus is, like, they said the same thing, but it was a different heart, a different posture. Like, Mary, she, like, fell to his feet, and it evoked a different emotion with Jesus. It says the classic, Jesus wept. That doesn't make either one of those things wrong, but I want to affirm to you, it's like, he cares, and he knows how to connect with each and every one of you. And so she falls to his feet and says, where were you if you would have come? Where were you? I was calling for you. Like, you've, you've done all these things for everybody else. And here I am. I've welcomed you in. I've sat at your feet. I've poured all this perfume on you that is so valuable. You're worth it, Jesus. But, like, why did you not show up? And so Jesus is clearly, like, upset about this. But not in this element of, like, not because he's questioning, not because they're questioning him. It's because he just wants them to, like, he wants to get to the good part. It's better that I come now for the sake of, of God's glory, that they would know that, like, what's around the corner. So they take him to the, to the grave site. And Jesus once more deeply moved, this is verse 38, they come to the tomb, and with the cave, 
and there was a stone laid across the entrance. And he says, take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. And then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? I'm going to pause here for a second. Jesus is very aware of what goes on in society. That's not lost. He knows exactly what's happening in our world right now. He's not intimidated. He has no rival. That's my favorite song. I kind of requested some of the songs today <laughs> to pump me up. Um, he's not... He's not <laughs> He's not naive. Now, in earthly perspective, in our, in our like, mere blip of understanding, um, we'd be like, wow, that's super rude, Jesus. You've just waited four days. And now, like, my dream, my brother, my, my love is, um, is gone. But in Jewish culture... They're, they believe actually that like three days that the soul, like when somebody dies, the soul actually like lingers for three. And so um, in, in the commentary, it actually says he like, in the fourth day, he was like irrevocably dead. Oh, sneaky. So if all of a sudden Jesus shows up and he says, Lazarus, get out of the grave, there's no doubt, there's no possibility of him being like, oh, he was just sleeping anyways. Like, we probably misdiagnosed him. My bad, Laz. <laughs> no, like he was dead beyond dead beyond dead. There was a stench. He was rotting. There was no other option besides saying that God is a God of miracles and he's come to save. Come on. He's come to save. He's come to bring salvation. Time is a very, very beautiful thing when you're asking for perspective from heaven. So, they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I thank you that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, and his hands and feet were wrapped in strips of linen and the cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off those grave clothes and let him go. Oh, the Bible's so good, right? Whoa, yeah. It's time to roll away the stone. It's time. It's time. Quotation God, it's time. Jesus shows up every single time. Roll away the stone. I love how the first time like he comes to like to raise Lazarus from the death. Um, from dead, pardon me, but he's prophetically declaring what's about to happen. He's, a, he's prophesying, hey, death can't hold you back. Death can't hold me back, P.S. I'll see you in a few. 
That's what, I, that's what I would imagine him saying to me. And I'd be like, yes! He's speaking about his own resurrection. He's prophesying, roll with a stone. Death cannot, we've conquered this. Let's move on. We've got things to do. He was in that grave and he conquered it. So what's your Lazarus dream? What are those things that you feel have died that maybe have a stench? Maybe you've forgotten about them. Maybe it's too precious that you've put it on a shelf behind something so it's protected that you're secretly hoping for? What is your Lazarus dream? What do you need him to call out and speak life to? I know he's talking to you right now. He told me he would. Number two, I love that he, that he says, believe, then see. That's so counter. I'll see it if I believe it, Jesus. <laughs> you show me first, and then I'll follow you. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll, like, quit my job, and I'll do this if you just, like, I don't know. Like, can I have a bunch of money so then I don't have to worry about it? Oh, I know, I know. I have a crazy dream to do this, but um, if you believe it, you'll see it. There's a faith. He's calling you into an invitation of faith, into a, an invitation and a relationship of trust. Do you take him at his word? Do you take him at his timing? I want to. Jesus, I pray that right now that you would even just like raise the faith in this room. God, we want to be a people and a community that trusts you, that believes in you. That when we say that you are in control and that you um, you rule and reign in our lives, Father, I want to I want us to be assured and put all chips in. You are a man of of character and integrity. Thank you. And I love that he like then he thanks Dad. I love that he thanks the Lord. Father, I thank you that you've heard me, that you always hear me. And I say this for the benefit of everybody else that's here. There's usually, like, when, when the Lord functions with us, he usually does two things. There's usually, like, this inward part that he deals with, like, the heart. But there's also, like, uh, an action, an outward response that affects not just us, but everybody else that's around us. He's so kind. Like, he's thoughtful. He's generous. He doesn't want us to hide things. The goodness and the life and the hope that we have, he wants us to share it. And so first of all, like the inward side, Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was a son. He was first a son. God wants you to know that you are first a son and you are first a daughter. 
I'm speaking that over you right now. You are part of his family. And I love that he knows that he was heard. I know that you've heard me and that you always do. He hears you. God hears you. Those tears and those questions and those hopes and those dreams and those expectations are not lost and soaked up on dry ground. Oh, my friends, no. He's scooping every one of them up and he's holding them to his heart. Every tear, every hope, and every dream, he's, he's bottling up because that is so valuable. Your thoughts, your dreams, your heart is so valuable to the Lord. I want you to know that because you are his son and his daughter, and he is good. And he is present, whether you see it or not, whether you feel it or not. Know that you know that you know that you know that you know that he is so close. God, would you give us the boldness to ask for what we need and what we want? And I thank you that you invite us into a place of invitation because that's not just selfish stuff. That's wisdom that he's actually asking. I want, I want things for your glory, for the sake of the world. Guys, I don't want you to take things to the grave. To those secrets... You know, like classic, like, I'm going to take that to the grave. That secret's never going to go anywhere. No. I mean, he's going to resurrect it, so I guess that works well. But, but the point is, there are things that are in you that we need. There's dreams within you that we need. Don't take it to the grave. Spend yourself. Risk Lazarus, come out. Take off those grave clothes and let him go. Jesus, what are you calling? What are you calling us out to? Guys, I really believe that right now that this is a time and a place that Jesus wants to meet you. And like Mary, um, that you would fall to his feet and that you would weep and you would, you'd say, where were you? Let's be real. That doesn't make you a crappy Christian. That doesn't make you, um, like, less. You have permission to dream again. I want to say you have permission the Lord never told you to stop. He never told you to stop. He's in the dream business. And yes, circumstances and disappointments maybe have encouraged your heart to like go into self-preservation mode, self-preservation mode, to shut down, to close up to keep things out so that you can keep yourself safe. I get it. I get it. Been there. 
still am there for some things. The heart is the wealth spring of life, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. And you guys aren't and won't be hopeless. You are called to be hopeful, hopeful and hope-filled. Christ is in you, each and every one of you, the hope of glory. And that glory is revealed through your passions, how you live your life. You're coming and you're going. You're every day. The mundane, the super sexy, and everything else in between. You are the light that changes this world. And guys, our world really needs it. Our world really needs you to arise and to shine and to let them know. You have permission to hope and to trust and to believe that he is for you and he is not against you. And he has placed things in you that only you can complete and achieve. And you are capable. And we need the benefits of your yes. We are stronger together than we are apart. We have the privilege to be a part of a community that says the dream involves you. Hashtag. Hashtag live in the dream. Ugh, I don't want that just to be a hashtag. That's gross. I want that to be your life. There's a time and a place for everything, but I want to challenge you. Is it your time? Or is fear and insecurities dictating your timelines? It's time for us to lead the way. Look around you, our world, our nations, our cities, our communities, our families need us to lead the way, to be crazy, to follow with heavenly perspective. Perspective? Perspective. What is that? That'd be cool if, anyways. Um, to be cool <laughs> and full of kingdom wisdom, you have permission to dream again. He wants you to be so in tune with him that you would trust him, that you would question him, that you would grow with him and know that, that the time is now. And so right now, I just want to, I don't know, can you guys... Be really cool and close your eyes. Because I really want, I want you to like take us in. So right now I speak against anything that has held you back. From being everything that God has called you to be. You will walk and you will function in the fullness of everything that the Lord has intended for you. That is his promise and that is his way. And if there has been a word or a situation that has been spoken over you or that happened to you that has been holding you back from operating in the fullness of what God has for you, it's done. If that resonates with you, I want you to stand.
feel like I'm being bossy, and I don't mean to be. This is just important. Jesus, would you come right now? And I ask that you would bring truth. I ask that you bring truth to each one of these people that have stood up bravely. That you would come right now and you would encounter that moment, that phrase, that statement, and that you would set things straight right now. There's power in words, and so, Father, I ask that you would speak your word over these beautiful people. Because it's time, and it's time to rise and shine. Anyone who has, you guys can stand up, because you're going to just take everything that comes from this point on. So you guys are like... Awesome. Anyone who has self-doubt that, that you're not good enough or maybe you've missed the ball, you've missed your chance, can you stand? Take a risk. Come on, he's ready to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. Right now I speak to your heart. I want you to dust off. I want you to open up. This is the Lord. I do too, but it's him. I want you to let me back in. I want you to risk again. And I want you to let others in. You are more than a love says the Lord. You're more than enough. To the point of overflowing, dare I say. God is one to draw close, not push away. There will be no poverty, orphan spirit, or mentality in this room or in your hearts from this day on, this moment on. Because you are a son and you are a daughter. And you are more than enough. And you have not missed your chance because he is the author and perfecter. Oh, you are. You are the beginning and the end. And he is saying, now is your time. Lazarus, would you come out of the grave? You're not dead, you're just sleeping. What about those weary hearts? if you feel like you have a weary heart. And the issue isn't that you actually don't believe. You believe with every fiber of your being. But you just, and you just haven't seen that fruit yet, and you're getting a little tired. Do you want to stand? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. How long do I have to sing that song? I've waited patiently for the Lord, and you, you inclined and you heard my cry.
I feel like um, I feel like he wants you to just like reach out to him. Daddy, we just reach up to you and we grab your hand. I thank you, Jesus, that you're partnering with us, that you're contending with us. I thank you that, that they're not alone, that we're not alone. And so I pray for your weary heart that Jesus would come and pour out healing rain that he would fall afresh on your heart. That you would welcome him in, in the dry and weary places. That you would be renewed and you would be restored and that hope would arise. You aren't dead, you're just sleeping. Thank you, Lord. And everyone else that's stand, sitting, I want you to stand. You're getting in on this too. There are things that are within each and every one of you that will change the world. There is gold within each and every one of you that needs to be spent. This is an invitation. This is a calling. This is a privilege. And whether you believe it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you feel it or not, or whether you know it or not, it's true. God is a man of his word. And nothing from heaven goes void. And so I want to charge you that there would be a boldness within you, a boldness like a lion, to be bold and full of courage, because he's, he's with you. He's with you. You are not alone. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good, Jesus. It's time to come out of the grave. It's time to pick up those dreams and dust them off. It's time to take off your grave clothes. It's time to declare them. It's time to be proud of them. It's time to acknowledge them. It's time to write them on your mirror, on your walls, on post-it notes. It's time to wear them on a necklace. I have one that says dream right now for this night. It's time to write them on your arm. It's time to be proud and it's time to be purposeful. It's time to bring dreams back. It's time to show hope again. That makes me really excited. I don't know, does that make you excited? That's a heaviness, but it's like good heavy. It's like heavy cream. Mmm, heavy whipped cream. <laughs> so God, I break off any shame, any lie. God has given you dreams. You are a dreamer. You are a dreamer, and you are capable. That is truth. 
you must pursue it with everything within you. Because he saw worth and destiny within you. So much so that he pursued you with his perfect son. It's time to come out of the grave. Be bold. Be brave. Be you. And naturally, fear, shame, disappointments, insecurities, hurts, bitterness, all those things, they're natural byproducts when you're actually chasing a dream. But that's not going to take you out. Mm-mm. That's not going to take you out, and that's not going to hold power over you. In fact, you're going to shake them off, because you don't have time for that. You're all saying it in your head right now, right? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> you don't have time for that. And so I, I pray that those things that, that you acknowledge and you own and say, yeah, okay, I'm feeling this, this fear, this unknown, that you would acknowledge it, that you would own it, and you'd put it aside. They would not hold power to you Rather, that the all-powerful one would hold you and guide you because he has made you strong and able. Because he is strong and able in your life. His pockets are deep. His options and resources are endless. And above all, he loves you. Oh, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. And he sees you. He's not here to be a dictator or to tell you what to do. He wants to partner with you. He's asking you, what do you want to do with me? He wants to see you come alive. And he's calling out your name right now. Lazarus, come out of the grave. Mo, come out of the grave. Whoa, dang it. Tony, come out of the grave. What's your Lazarus dream? Joel? TJ, what's your Lazarus dream? Father, I thank you that you hear us. And I thank you that you always do. And I thank you that you have met us and that you are faithful. I thank you that this word isn't full of um, hopelessness. It's actually full of promise. It's full of responsibility. It's full of privilege. I don't want to move for the sake of moving. I, 
I don't know, could the worship team come up? Or somebody here? Normally I'm like, sure, I'll right here. <laughs> we have an amazing um, group of people that, that would want to pray with you. But I, I, I wanted to say, like, please don't, please don't go. Can you, can you just, like, take a moment to own this? Like, I feel like God really, 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 really wants to just, like, solidify some stuff in you right now. And this, this altar is, is going to be opened. I encourage you to find space or to just, I don't know, like lock in with the Lord. Because when you leave those doors, you guys are, you have a new mandate. So yeah, Lord, I thank you that this place is safe. I thank you that you are safe. I thank you that you are the God um, who gives dreams that you want to partner with with us, that you want to you want to cheer us on. I thank you that you're full of relationship. And I just want to say yes to you. I want to say yes to you every single moment of every single of every single day. I want to be able to risk for you, Jesus. I want to, like, kick fear aside, insecurity to the curb, and just say, no, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. It's an honor to, to walk with you. It's an honor to, like, give you what's precious to me, God, and know that you're holding it, and you feel the same. Oh, thank you. So in this moment, God, of reflection and response, I thank you that, that you reveal and we will respond. We will respond. This will not be a lost moment because time is precious. And we acknowledge that you're calling us out. Calling us out from sleepy slumber into dreams and possibilities. Yeah. Jesus' name. Amen.